lightning falls when there is panic in the sky. So and welcome to another episode of Rebel City Podcast. I don't even know what episode this is. 55 maybe? I think we're in the 60s. Are we in the 60s now? We're in the 65, 60s. sorry. By the time this gets out. But this is maybe something that we've been talking about doing maybe in between guests. I think the booking of guests is getting... It's no... I don't know. It's no particularly tough reaching out to people, but it's... No, I mean, folk have been good. We've kind of covered a lot of, a lot uh, of ground in like 18 months. I think as well, one of the realisations I've had our Christmas and New Year, we, we, we took the break... Um, for what five six weeks or something there, which was quite good. Uh, gave me a chance to settle into the new job as we discussed in other episodes. But um, I it became a bit of a full time job because you were doing your actual job and then you were spending you know a considerable amount of your time either recording or emailing right, and stuff like that. So I'm still going to deal with that. You know what I mean? But I think it's we're probably at the point now where. We can maybe have a bit of a chat with ourselves now and again. Oh, so that's my watch clicking like, on the, the table. I thought it was a cat under the table. Um, I, I, I get a bit of that. I think that <clears throat> when we were talking backwards and forwards the other day, I was thinking, I'm going to allocate time where I, I, like a day, like if, I mean, I don't mind, I can sit about and put the podcast together while I've got the telly on. That's, Aye. but I'll maybe go, instead of like a mere haphazard, Email somebody on a Monday morning and then I'm getting back to them on like a Friday <clears> afternoon, like fucking it. I'm going to actually just dedicate an element of time, maybe like an hour, where I'm like, I can actually put two or three emails out or whatever, uh, like a schedule. I've been there myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not against it. We're, we're still going to continue to do it. But I think the, the way we've went kind of gung ho with the guests to this point, it's, um, I, I don't want to just book folk for the sake of it either. A lot of time. I think we're in a situation where we're booking folks just because it fits with the format. Sometimes maybe we can just sit down and have a bit of blather ourselves about mm-hmm. what's going on in the world, do you know what I mean? Because I don't think we get, as much as we clearly have opinions, I don't know that we've necessarily showcased a lot of them in terms of some of the... We've so tried to remain quite neutral a lot, a lot of the time, lot of you know the time what I mean? I do feel a wee bit like... I wouldn't necessarily say that I w- I've ever held back a strong opinion, but I've definitely erred on the, the side of caution not to upset a guest. And I've I suppose uh, that that's definitely <laughs> fell back on old school media training where I've tried to be a bit neutral in a lot of cases where you know, as we go through this, we'll probably find out that there's not a lot of neutrality in me a lot of the time. Me either. <laughs> I I was saying to you as well that about try try and get a wee bit merrier personalities across is I'm the same. Like I've got strong opinions on stuff and I think like we're saying, some of the times and maybe that when you think about it, you, you really shouldn't. You should just fucking say what you think and mm. hope for the best. Because it's especially with this platform, this, this format, you know. What Absolutely, I mean? a lot of the ones that I listen to, and what I enjoy, I don't. I, I've got two different types of podcasts I listen to. I either listen to very heavily subject based, and I yep. mean like the same subject. So either like <coughs> like a series on something or whatever. I like. Um, there's you were meant on the John Ronson stuff for a bit there, weren't you? That aye. So if I'm not listening to a series, I listen to like um there's a couple of ones that it's about like sort of modern day masculinity. Okay. Where the guys are just like how to motivate yourself, like that type of stuff, which is very much like themed. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of the other stuff that I listen to, like Bill Burr or The Fighter and the Kid or Joe Rogan or whatever is just mainly just guys that know each other sitting down and talking rather mm-hmm. than actual like interview styles and that definitely a lot of what <clears throat> I think Scottish podcasts in particular and I think British podcasts are missing is is that it it's almost seems like the radio interview format has been adopted in the British podcast oh, scene. Definitely. Whereas I think because it was so early and people didn't really know what it was in America there's a lot more sort of stream of consciousness stuff that happens. I I think as well I've definitely haven't briefly studied media and stuff like that, relied on that format, you know, in terms of how we've, you know, came at people and stuff like that. But I'm interested to try new things in the new year. Um, Happy New Year, by the way. I (laughs) I think this is actually the first we've seen each other, isn't it? Absolutely. Which is a a turn up for the books after all these years. Um, I'm going to to talk about the sort of festive period and stuff, because it was was vastly removed from my usual... um, can I say in boat? Yours was Irwin uh, 16 this year, and she did not give a fuck. She came out on Christmas morning and was like, 
hey, cool stuff, and then went back to bed at like nine <laughs> o'clock in the morning, and I was just pure, okay, well, we'll just get back to bed then, you know what I mean? So it was pretty chilled, I actually quite enjoyed the wee change of pace this year, um, and I think obviously that was part of the demotivation with the podcast as well, because I was so chilled out and in my zone that when you were texting I was a bit like oh, okay and then oh I don't, I don't know, <laughs> you know what I mean? like, so apologies for that I was probably the main stumbling block in recent weeks um, oh, I, we've missed a week though because <clears> of the back catalogue I wanted to do less of that low, so. aye, I want them to be a wee bit more maybe within a couple of weeks or, aye, so that they're a wee bit the more moment. relevant aye, a wee bit more in their time than, than maybe some of them have been to be mm. honest with you but we'll address that as we go hopefully mm. and obviously any feedback is obviously welcome to you know what I mean um, I don't know man like, the Christmas and New Year stuff I was quite glad it passed me by like it was it was a kind of like to me a wee bit of a anticlimactic end to what felt like an anticlimactic end to the year with the election and various other bits and bobs and um, you know, we were banding ideas about for, you know, a kind of Christmas special ways and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I'd kind of wrote, well, sort of jokingly titled it, you know, 2019, the year where everybody just fucking gave up on reality. <laughs> um, and like, I kind of think, you know, that that was kind of quite big. I mean, we've had the emergence of like, you know, people's personal realities in, in recent years where climate change and flat earth denial, you know, um flat earth denial. Oh sorry, flat earth. Flat earth aye, sorry, round earth denial. <laughs> globe uh, globe yeah, denial. Global denial. Um and that that's kinda of been something that is now almost taken on by people on a personal level, I think, towards the end of the year. I mean there's this big disconnect, particularly in the election for me, where like I kinda of got caught up in a wee bit of the kind of socialism thing. Uh, and kinda of hoped that you know, if we were going to be stuck as part of the UK, you know, we should maybe vote in line with getting the Tories to absolute fuck mm-hmm. because they're scumbags. And um, it obviously didn't happen, and it didn't happen, like, in a big, big way. So I was a bit kind of like, what reality are people living in where they can look what's happened in this country in the last 10 years and decide that, you know, this is the way forward? And mm. that sort of grandiose, wide-scale denial has become quite a sort of personal thing, I think, in a lot of people, like where they can look at somebody like a Johnson who's literally hiding in fridges to avoid scrutiny and be like, pure, that is the guy. You know what I, I mean? Like, like, refusing where's your, your heed it when you look at that guy and go, I know, that's I, my I, Prime Minister. I don't understand you know that. I mean? I, I mean, I think that mo- Mary the same. I think this is a doubling down. This isn't like, this is, I mean, let's get it. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't consider in a global sense that either the, the, anybody in this country that's in mainstream politics is a radical anything. Like, I don't <laughs> no, think that no. they are the worst Aye. right-wingers that exist. Like, like and Tens of millions of people looked at a f- lifelong pacifist when allotment and thought, that guy is a terrorist. Anyway, there is a level of personal denial on a wide scale now that probably needs to be addressed, I think, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. But I, I think, think even amongst the progressives, well, it's like, this is the worst thing that could happen. Like Jacob Rees-Mogg and Boris Johnson's version Aye. of the Tory government is the worst thing that could happen, and you're like, right, well, no, really, no, not, no, necessarily, because there is some fucking horrific fucking oh, places to live in the planet. Like I think, that, I mean, their predecessors are arguably, you know, responsible for the deaths of tens of thousands of people that was avoidable. Absolutely. You so I think that like, like that sort of personal denial or even worse like hysteria mm-hmm. it's almost like unwarranted the like, election became so much about the personalities of the two main guys that, that was, was really disappointing I was hoping that we could after 10 years of austerity and basically like just what I see is absolutely fucking dog shit politics mm-hmm. that we could finally after the Ed Miliband episode that we could maybe get to a policy based debate mm-hmm. or but it just never materialised it was yeah. almost like Labour huffed and puffed and I was with you in, in the same I considered I, I I voted tactically 
but I voted for SNP. So it was basically, when I went to all the tactical websites, they all either said SNP or it doesn't really matter because mm-hmm. either of the two of them were going to win the seat, that the Tories were never going to win your seat, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And they're known any danger of stealing the vote if the, the vote swings for what was SNP currently to maybe a mm-hmm. wee bit Labour. Yep. I've, I, so I voted SNP because I... I I genuine, I genuinely don't know, and I think I'm part I of absolutely suckered, and I'm now Glasgow West. I don't know the candidate here. I know more about Paul Sweeney and East North East, yeah, than what I do my candidate. And I think, like, take the opportunity to say, like, it was kind of disappointing to see him lose his seat, yeah, by such a margin as well, considering mm-hmm. how tight previous ones had been. But at the same I time, wasn't surprised. It's, I, it's, it's no unsurprising. I, I would have preferred having got to know Paul a bit and his policies and the way he conducts himself that I was happy with him staying where he was at the same time you know I'm not unhappy with an SNP MP in the area you know what I mean like there's there's no problem there for me in that respect because even when you know I've been supportive of Paul both online and here that I've always said that it has no bearing whatsoever on my pro-independent stance you know what I mean mm-hmm. like, I think, I think the Scotland other... actually sent a message I think that one of the, the I think they did the positives that I took out of the the election when I woke up the next day, Sean turned around to me and was just like, I feel horrific and I'm I feel like there's she could feel that sort of clouded that like cloud in her day. Mm-hmm. And I just turned around and said to her, Listen, we live in Scotland. Like we've returned, we've sent a message, it's a positive to take for it. Don't just linger on the fact that we voted another Tory government. Like Aye. it And I think talking to the people we have talked to in the last year, eighteen months can show you that doesn't matter who the government are. See, if you want to go out and do something and actually make a change in your life and other people's, it's there for you. Absolutely. You can go and do it. You know what I mean? Like, there are people who will stand with you, there are people who support you, and people like that. So hopefully, you're not going to get a chance to promote some of them. But, you know, it, aye, the government isn't the be-all and end-all. You know what I mean? Like, it's unpleasant when we're stuck here. Mm-hmm. That we need to look at guys, especially in the context of what's going on the now, like swanning it about in the Caribbean while, you know, literally with teeter on the brink of like total, you know, world war. Mm-hmm. But again, we'll get to that as we go. But aye, absolutely. in terms of that sort of notion of reality, like the, the SNP thing did, you know, as I say, was pleased with the number that went back. It does kind of send a message, but I think having spoke to some SNP activists in the build up to it, like, the reality is, is that as much as we want it to be a mandate, there's no real incentive mm-hmm. for the UK government to acknowledge it in any way, shape or form. And it's been pretty clear that they're going to do everything fight tooth and nail to, to avoid it. And even the days we're talking, there's talks of the, the, bre- the Brexit sort of legislation, meaning that, you know, the Scottish Parliament will actually lose powers for a number of years. What a surprise. Eh? Um, so, you know, if anything, they're going to actually, you know, try and hamstring us to the best of their ability, which shouldn't really come as any surprise. You know what I mean? But again, there's that reality and there's a, a, a bit of disconnect that I kind of feel is just, it, it, you know, on a number of planes for a number of people, like the choice to live in the actual world is becoming somewhat optional. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, it's and but, that's it's, it's like becoming harder to, and harder. I mean, is I think about deleting social media accounts, like, right, I'm done with Facebook, <clears> but I find myself keeping it mainly being actually balls out honest it, I remember people's birthdays which is something <laughs> that I've absolutely lost the fucking ability to do I mean I don't check Facebook I actually find that there are people out there that I would like to wish a happy birthday's birthday pass because I don't Aye. want it and the notifications are switched off so maybe if I go fuck, I'll check Facebook and it's like fuck it was that guy's birthday last week <coughs> and I'm absolutely that's that's honest but also uh I missed out on like a social event. Okay. Because uh, Shep had sent me a, a group message. Oh, like like a, an invite to like a gig and I wanted to go and mm-hmm. I missed it. And I was like, fuck's sake. And it was because I hadn't checked my Facebook. So it's almost like becoming impossible <clears throat> for you to not have it. So living in, like you're saying, living in reality is optional. I think that social media has thrown up so many curveballs like one after the other Aye. and in quick succession that you and almost like, can of get used to it. It's been a couple of crackers in the last week or two as well. Well, you can of get used to the change before the fucking, the next one's there in front of you that you Aye. make an adjustment for. I mean, it actually like, it's almost like what it's running away from. I mean, there was that story that came out in the last couple of days that they conceived this fucking 
uh, solar field that was like futuristic okay. back in like 2017 and they were like let's build this and they spent a billion dollars building this by the time it was completed in 2020 it was already obsolete so the time that it took them to imagine their idea right. and reality it was already dead Aye. it's like I don't know man like slow down a wee bit this like, is like the but, the, the, the graph of exponential gains in technology you know what I mean? like, <laughs> it just multiplies year on year and you're just never going to be able to keep up mm-hmm. um, aye no definitely but I mean, I, mean I, I, I genuinely don't know what to expect for Brexit I mean I, I, I don't really I'm not really giving a fuck at this point aye. like it's going to happen it's, anyway it's done now and I think like half Mike you were talking about just this and is linking it to the sort of social media thing I took and again, is this is where many our personalities are coming out, and people might be like, "Pure, really?" But the fucking the election result, and then the Celtic Rangers derby has meant that I've probably well, I know because my fucking phone tells me that my screen time has been down like fifty five percent since that. Because I genuinely like, I was finding it hard to manage my own mindset while yeah, just scrolling through like. You were getting, at one point after the Celtic Rangers game, I was getting like a hundred posts Aye. before I was seeing anything that wasn't the Celtic Rangers game. Aye. And honestly, man, it was, I, I, I was like, I need to take a step back for this right. because I, I genuinely don't care what people put on their own social media. Of course. But me looking at it was making me feel like shit. <laughs> right. And I, the joys of football, man. And I actually noticed a a radical change in my mood when I like took even just like instead of spending an hour a day on Twitter mm. it's like I'm spending half an hour a day on Twitter yeah I'm noticing this fucking this change in me but the the negativity that's in my echo chamber right now is fucking chronic definitely <laughs> definitely a lot of hurt people which is fine you know what I mean but I the Celtic Rangers game I, my huff conceded like 20 minutes and then I was away doing the dishes and shit <laughs> I mean like I, I think I haven't gave up my season book this year it's don't get me wrong it still hurts and stuff like that but it's, I'm, I'm no as engaged with it as I've been in previous years but at the same time you don't mind always their games you know what I mean absolutely so, I think for myself that again that this was something that became apparent to me a couple of years ago where I was like I'm caring too much about a game like aye. I'm caring a wee bit too much and that's no a judgement MDLs like if if I, I I love Celtic, I'll support Celtic, I'll, but taking it to the point where it affects my mood, other than maybe that day, aye, you need to take. I yeah. mean, dur- during some of the Ronnie Dyla years, bad for some of the guys in the wake of the Celtic Rangers game because, and it, and it was on both sides for various you know reasons, and it was the, like day five after the game, there was still folk up here, ah, you're a bastard about this, and you're like, maybe five days in, you're probably right to look at yourself and go, Do you know what. Probably, probably just maybe put this Wait, down these the day. people's girlfriends and wives. Like, <laughs> like, what kind You've been of in a rage for living? five days because Fucking somebody on Twitter hell. was bamming you up about a football match. Oh, and <laughs> the, the the aftermath that's just been kept going. I mean, the Daily Record and the Sun must just be fucking loving it because it'll just be clicks galore. Three weeks and nothing else to write about. And it has been, and then the Ryan Christie shit, but it has been Morales racism, which wasn't racism, and then. No, it's like getting down to like the sort of bans and transfer business where it's mm. sort of like the dust is starting to settle. But like you're saying, I mean, we're two weeks since the game, Aye. pretty much. And this is now we're saying that the dust is fucking settled on it. I think there's a few people that I follow on Twitter and genuinely like enjoy what they put out in their social media. Well, in that period, I was thinking, man, you need to take a fucking look at like mm. how much this is impacting you it's such you. an easy thing to do but like we've all, and I think we've all probably you know been there at a time when you're like, like I'm sick of this I'm, we've all thought I cancel on social media accounts and stuff like that you know what I mean like, so aye it's, it's a, probably a common thread you know what I mean but uh, what else did we have last year well <laughs> we, could... we had intended to like try and day and almost like Charlie Brooker Frankie Boyle-esque like review of the year with like news articles just, and stuff like it, that it actually just See for me when we were thinking about doing it, I loved the idea. 
And then when it came to like the day before, and I was thinking, I was thinking, I'm going to need to do Melon a day's prep for this podcast. And mm. I'm like, mm. <laughs> it's Christmas. Definitely. I, it was a shame because we had a couple of good ideas. Right. I think like the, the review of the year coupled with like a bevy. I was like, no. that, that would be good. But I didn't want it to end up shambolic and no. just like Googling what happened in January. Do you know what I mean? Just to, like, <laughs> As we're literally about to start recording that, it, it kind of got a bit close to that. So next year we'll be more prepared. You know right, what I mean? Maybe we won't. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fuck it. <laughs> really? Just winging it. Aye. Well, no winging it. Like, just making it more about what I, I had imagined that it would be where it would be more like this. Like, I love getting the guests in. Like, it, I, we were batting up some ideas and some names backwards and forwards for people to contact. And if something genuinely piques my interest, get them in. But I Absolutely. think that there was maybe one or two last year that like you were saying it was for the sake of I mean mm-hmm. there was definitely the ones like without any offence to anybody obviously. I, I mean people come in and, and when I read up on the issues that generally that they're coming in to sort of promote or talk about I'm like fuck I'm really interested in this Aye. but I think like this is merely an outlet for the Perrys rather than an outlet for other people we're getting, mm. getting people like a fairly decent platform yeah. to like talk about what what I talk about. I think it's probably a good idea that we are generally interested in it without having to sort of force ourselves to oh, go right. and, and read on stuff. Definitely. Um, as much as I do enjoy reading stuff. <laughs> aye, of course. Um, so I instead of that, we'll, we'll just go into like 2020 because it's been, what we're talking like six days deep mm. and it feels like it's, I've been, my head's been in a tumble dryer. You know what I mean? Like we all, mm-hmm. I, I have to like question the logic of having an entire country on fire and at, you know, midnight actually still going ahead with like a fireworks display in Australia. Um, it, it, as much as they want to send the whole, you know, businesses up and booming, you know, we're open for business, etc. Like mm-hmm. it was a pretty bad visual, like straight off the bat for 2020. So it was, and then I kind of feel like things have, you know, Pretty much slid downhill for there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, kind of feels um, alright, doesn't it? I, I've, I'm going to talk, uh, once we talk about this, because this is a lot of big thing, mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed my first week in 2020. Oh, really? Away from everything I took it that isn't me, yeah, if you know aye. what I mean. So, But the, the Australia thing, I mean, the map that's been cutting about social media where it's, know the fire as it stands but everything that has went since the first of january yeah. is frightening terrifying it, i mean like what are we doing about this why is why why is britain and america and france and germany and why are we no helping them out with <clears> this <throat> and try to figure out what the fuck is going on yeah now? like california it happens at a different time of year but yeah so it's not just affecting Australia and you've got to imagine that it's the same fucking thing. Yep. And literally the place just ignites Aye. during its sort of peak Aye. heat and dryness at whatever time of year. And like why are we no why is it no just twenty four hours like Australia watch? Like <laughs> do you know what I mean? I like but we like this is what we're doing to fucking help out the Aye, situation. The fire was like, so ferocious fuck? at one point that I read somewhere that the smoke had its own weather system. Like the actual scale of the plume above the country was so big that it had actually started to behave in its own sort of weather pattern Fucking and you're hell. just like right come on man like but that's what, going to be a, that's going to be a red light red flag for somebody somewhere. what actually is happening right because like there's people obviously there's people unfortunately majority older unfortunately majority male and mm-hmm. unfortunately majority white which is pretty much like our fucking demographic <laughs> but they are saying that this has got nothing to do with climate. But why the fuck have we not seen this in the past? Like, Aye. I'm not talking about like people that will be like, well, 25,000 years ago, like, right, fuck that, dude. Like, th- seriously, come on. Like, yeah. w- like <sighs> this has got to be climate change. I mean, climate change is, is, is a natural thing. Look, we went through ice ages to, you know, out of them and, and into whatever other, yeah. you know, geographical Absolutely. sort of scales there is. But like, this is man-made, and that's the difference, isn't it? You know what I mean? And that's oh, something we've that accelerated was, it potentially. Aye. So I think the, the, the correct term is man-made climate change. You know what I mean? Like, and it's definitely something in the new year that I'd love to get into with any guests that you know have an actual you know scientific or you know sort of personal basis in this. Did they go and work in these fields to try and explain it? Like I know we've got some great universities where you know some great work. We have tried to reach out to them a few times to try and speak to people who are experts, but it's uh, no went 
well, it's no winter at all. Well, that's it, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but, I mean, holy fuck, like, if we have caused this acceleration, surely we should be putting all the resources and all the scientific fucking resources that we've got to Aye. trying to decelerate it, yes. at least, if no, stop it in its fucking but this tracks. Is, this is the notion of reality again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're back there where, you know, if we can just look at it and move on as a lot of us have done like where is the impetus coming from you know what I mean like, I, I think it's well that's why we vote for people that are supposed to be the best days totally but our leaders these guys then need to choose between the you know the good of the country for an export versus whatever you know what I mean like, and it's you know money and figures that would end their careers you know what I mean like, in a lot of cases like, I'm not justifying it in any way shape or form they should absolutely be doing the right thing but like People in power and people in business are not incentivized to do it, and until they're either de-incentivized in terms of punishment properly, which a lot of them are not, in any meaningful country. I mean, you know, environmental protection laws could be better everywhere. Like fines and you know convictions could be better everywhere. Like, so it's one of them. If there's no will there, you know, slaps on the wrist have been have been keeping people happy. You know what I mean? Like they've been going all that company. Oh, there's an oil spill or a slap on the wrist, 20 million, 30 million, whatever it is. Uh-huh. And it's fucking changed in the back of the sofa for a lot of them. You know what I mean? Like, so it's all paper in our cracks. And I think we're getting to the point now where we're actually seeing that you can't paper all the cracks anymore. So hopefully that in itself will, will be, uh-huh. you know, a bit of an impetus for change. Like, I think it was great to see people kind of rally around it. And I think one of the, the sort of funnier stories that I kind of come across was of the the woman who was sending nudes. So, Aye. she raised half, a million, saying, half uh, a million dollars or uh, something. She raised 100 grand in an hour uh, and then 500k or whatever it was within mm-hmm. 24 hours or whatever. And she was just basically sending nudes. At, you know, if you donated 10 dollars, she'd send you a nude. And I'm like, I'm like, and I'm used. This is where we are. This is, well, that's the thing. I'm used to us being on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, talking to charities, talking to people doing charitable work because, again, that's who we've been interacting with. But, like, this woman just made Admire Me a, cha- a charity platform. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, and a tenner ago, you're saying, like, 50,000 people, like, just bought pictures of their tits to, like, put files out in Australia. And I'm like, it's not a new idea. Like, you've had the WI, you know, the calendar girls, you know what I mean, where they right, used uh, a level on nudity <laughs> to, like, raise money for charity. Aye, and I'm like, is this, where, is this where we're going? And I'm a bit like, and I mean... I'm I'm a bit interested to see where we go next. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like because you know if it's nudes for Australia, like we're we going to start getting like tits for Tibet and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like I don't. It's a, uh, aye. It's an interesting one because you want to see the people who would ordinarily body shame these lassies coming out and their brains being confused mm-hmm. by the fact that it's charity related, and you're like, some of them have got themselves into like really interesting corners on social media trying to like. Back, but also slate the last at the same time. Aye, and I'm like, like fair player. That, like, I've seen that. There, there was there was a few people that still having digs at all. Like, what did you do? Like, what did you do? Can you can you actually do something right on on Twitter? No. Uh, I I've got a, I I doubt it. I doubt it. We but um. But I mean, no matter how you feel about like only fans that admire me. Hmm. I mean. Personally, I've got absolutely no feeling about it whatsoever. No. It's like it, it's your property, and if you want to fucking put a price on it, and people are willing to pay it, like, this is the thing. Like any anybody that's like, well, oh, these lassies have got OnlyFans and blah blah blah. It's like there's people that there. There's a market for it, Aye. and fucking uh, ironically, a lot of the criticism comes for generally people that would probably be sitting screaming about liberty in open markets Aye. and. <laughs> and then the, that's, that's the market sort it out unless shown, it's tits. Aye, the 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 actual the the sex market or that is mammoth. Oh, it's so big and it's like the oldest profession, etc. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's been about forever. It's not gone anywhere. Like people taking pictures of themselves is not a new thing. Like they're not reinventing the wheel. They're just utilizing technology that's Absolutely. already there for a million other reasons. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so. All power to them, leave them to it. And if they want to raise five hundred K to actually like go and help people Fucking that are suffering, brilliant. like all power to them, man. Like, Aye, absolutely brilliant. Did you I mean we've got to talk about fucking World War Three yeah. or whatever the fuck's been going on. I mean, I I'm just gobsmacked, absolutely gobsmacked. I think the the, the thing that 
that the really sort of makes me seriously concerned is the amount of people that probably voted for Trump mm-hmm. off the back is I will get them the troops out of the Middle East message mm. and I'll know still back them. I think they've been aye, they've been out of the Middle East for four months or something. <laughs> yeah. They ever left. No, of really, course did no, they, but... they didn't. But when you look at that, you know, picture doing the rounds of all the American bases run around and take into account what happened in the seventies and with the airliner jet and stuff like that, I think it's no a surprise that the Iranian Parliament today declared America a terrorist nation, um, which was just making the news as I left work. Um, I don't know, man, like, there's part of me that is kind of no surprised because there is a, a level of precedent in America with this when, you know, obviously Bill Clinton was impeached. But the problem is, is that the difference is that Clinton bombed whatever it was, Bosnia or something, knowing that his impeachment would be a bigger story and mask it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Whereas Trump's kind of done the opposite, where <laughs> he has been impeached, Aye. caught red-handed, and honestly... In the, the most absolutely fucking stupid way possible. It's unbelievable. So he won that first election by standing in front of the camera and going, Russia, find her emails and help me out here. They didn't find the emails. Maybe they did, I don't know. But they, they never became public. But Trump won and there was all the talk of Russia and stuff like that. So, you know, a foreign power intervening in the election process. Now, this time he actually did it again. Now, and I can get why he would because he's, he's clearly an imbecile. And like he thought to himself, I get away with this the last time getting Russia involved. He's on the phone with Ukraine while people are recording it and transcribing it and basically asks them to dig up dirt on like a potential opponent in Joe Biden, try to get leverage on his son for deals he'd done in the Ukraine. And then had the audacity to prove that he was not breaking this clear and obvious law of inviting another foreign <laughs> power into his election process by then releasing the transcript and the audio of the actual phone call that proved he did exactly what he'd been accused uh-huh. of. Um, so, aye. So why actually, do people buy that? He actually grasped himself in, essentially, because he's a moron and his entire team run about him can't keep audio. So, the difference being that he is now talking about bombing Iran to mask his impeachment and no the other way about with Bill Clinton, you know what I mean? But Why do people buy, see when somebody's so blatantly, obviously, gone, look, here, I di- it's, it's, it's like a double bluff. He's like, look, here, here's the proof that I didn't do it. And you're like... No, but that, that proves exactly that, that he did. Uh-huh. Aye. But why do people buy it? Why is there people still buying this guy? Because they want you. He's <laughs> been moaning about Iran since Obama. But one minute it's Obama's going to start a war, then it's the trade deal's rotten and, uh, you know, they're going to get the bomb. And, like, well, they are now because two days ago they withdrew for the nuclear deal because of the moron in the White House. And you're just like... It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's almost like he's basically calling it that, hey, I'm going to go piss this country off. And then he goes and pisses his country off and his fans go, he's a fucking man, he's word. And you're like, aye, but what he's doing is like terrible. And mm-hmm. they're like, we don't care, but he just kept his word. They said he was going to go and pick a, he was going to sort North Korea, he sorted North Korea, he's going to go and sort Iran, he's now trying to mix it with Iran. To them, that is him keeping his word because that's, mm-hmm. that's all they really want to take for him. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's telling that, you know, given the history of the region, you know, the effect of Trump is so massive that he actually managed to get Iraq and Iran to agree to something. You know what I mean? I, like, purely yes. for, to oppose Trump. And like, maybe that's maybe that's the plan. Maybe he's going to piss off everybody in the Middle East to the point where leave. they just all go, look man, can we just all chill out while we just deal with this cunt? You know what I mean? Like, hopefully, hopefully he's, he's, he'd fucked us all. You know what I mean? I doubt it though. Aye. I think he's too busy. He'd fuck Should himself. Should write that up. Like, there's a story. Pure. This is how we're going to do it. And he's like some kind of like tactical mastermind. And like pure Mission Impossible Seven. Mm-hmm. He whips half of the fucking face, and it's Tom Cruise underneath. What do you reckon to the Iranian government coming out saying that basically they've got nothing against the American people, and that it's about the people that are in power in their country? I think that, that you know the hard cold facts of history are that that's the case. Like, I mean. All the, well, a number of the major flare-ups between Iran and America have been as a result of American action. Like, America has been the aggressor in, again, the, the coup, the airlines, the, you know, the, the you know, hack either uranium centrifuges and all sorts of stuff. Like, you know, there's been all sorts. And I think what I can remember one time where American soldiers got too close to Iranian waters and the Iranians arrested them and then let them go like five days later. And I mean, like, there's a disproportionate thing going on when Iran is the aggressor. But at the same time, they have funded, organised and 
destabilised entire sections of the Middle East. Like they are the, you know, the arch nemesis. And this is where it's a bit of a tough one because Trump extrajudicially killed this guy, but he wasn't a good guy. You know, aye, I mean? that, this has been a bizarre sort of paradox for me. And is- I it was ranked like no, you know, follow the appropriate channels, war crimes or whatever it is, uh-huh. but. Been a few like Iranian. There's an election coming up, and he's just been impeached. He needs to go and kill a brown guy. It's as simple as that. Aye, but th- this has been like a weird one, and I think it's a hard one for people to sort of judge on the left. Is that like that? That wasn't a good guy that he killed. There's a lot of Iranian um, expats, and like other yeah. countries are basically like this is this is a bad guy. But also, when you look in. And it's hard to judge because it's, it's for all intents and purposes a dictatorship that they live under. Mm. People are out mourning in the street and like horrified at this guy getting assassinated, whether mm. or no they've been forced. I, I genuinely don't know. How don't you know that amount of people. I this is the this is the thing is that our coverage and our information that we get through our media in this country or in Britain and Europe is so bad. It's, it's been so bad that who's to say that. People only genuinely disgusted in Iran. Do you know what I mean? Like that we're ju- we're almost told. I that can't this imagine is a it would take horrible very much guy. for Iranians to be unhappy with Americans killing anybody Iranian. You know, in mm. the manner they did. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they'll be going. Well, he was a bad guy. They will just be going. America attacked us mm-hmm. because that's exactly you know what they're told and what they're, what they need to think for this mm-hmm. to escalate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, just don't like the idea that if the guy has been the way that the media has covered them. Those people out there, they're almost like misunderstanding the point, and they're out sort of celebrating or like holding candles for the guy's death. And mm. it's more about, I think that a lot of the time you need to clarify it's more about what his death represents that yeah. I'm against, and that's what I'm protesting. And none Look, is what, none so is this is where war. people get get Corbin. They can use it against you. Mm-hmm. Like the guys are going, we need to like put put aside everything for a minute and think about what's going to happen and Aye. calm down a wee bit and everybody's pure see sympathising with the terrorists again Aye. and you're like no and the notion that somebody can say for there to actually be peace based sides and that you come to a peaceful agreement and you're like well why would you talk to them you know, because you're trying to get peace mm-hmm. you know what I mean like, and that's where Trump's failed in where Iran because Obama actually had Iran at the table with the entire world you know what I mean like, and just because you know the black guy that preceded him made it he had to dismantle as he has had to dismantle everything that Obama touched that he could get his hands on, you know, environmental protections and, you know, all sorts of legal changes, you know, healthcare, international, you know, trade wars, the whole thing. I mean, he's, his presidency has been about systematically dismantling the Obama presidency. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not saying Obama was any saint, you know what I mean? Like, no. Um, everybody in that office has got blood on their hands and unfortunately it's one of the kind of necessities of the job to a certain degree, you know what I mean? But it doesn't mean that we should all be at the whimmer what they want, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like the notion that we're going to get dragged into a potential well, war in the Middle East say. as an ally like, because Trump's at risk of losing an election. This country is absolutely will crazy. Explode, I think if that happens, I, if I think the means have been amazing I, though. I think the the only benefit to World War Three so far this week has been that the memes have been absolutely dynamite. With all the people, you know, for like the, all the draft memes now that like mm-hmm. Wayne, Wayne's in like uniforms now that they're mm-hmm. getting ready for the draft. Lot. I found quite a lot of that funny, but I don't imagine that that sense of humour will last very long if it actually been, kicks there's off. Been, there's been a, a horrible um, thing that popped up, and you're like laughing uncomfortably. Where people are, when soldiers are like expressing their opinion on Twitter, okay. people are going in and going like, enjoy, enjoy Iran and like fucking <laughs> see you in the Middle East and stuff like that, <laughs> like taunting them, like you're, you're going to war and you're like, fuck's sake, man. Like, I mean, I think, I, I, if you were to make a prediction, like my prediction's going to be, it, it's just going to be another repeat. We're going to follow them in. I think a war with Iran would probably be a bit of a disaster, especially with Trump at the helm. But I don't, I, I don't see any military engagement with that guy as the commander in chief ending in anything other than like a you know World War One style like muddy field just full of bodies. You know what I mean? So you know, can you imagine the tactician that he 
Although it would give him a chance to maybe do like a Ruth Davidson and go and get his picture taken on Tapia tank or something. You know what I mean? And his big, you know, general patent trousers and stuff like that. Day's mission accomplished Aye. thing that like Bush did. But like, this is a guy that did everything, he, absolutely everything he could to avoid serving in the army. And it's documented. Like, he, he, you know, he was fucking at it when he should have been fighting on the front lines. So the notion that he is in any position to send anybody out to do that, that, that he would not do himself is probably a bit criminal, especially given how he got there and how he's behaved since he's been there mm. and there's a legitimate chance to get rid of him and de-escalate this shit. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm sure we'll we'll pick this up if we're going to be doing this a wee bit more. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to be like a, a regular topic of conversation for 2020. Um but I think we've gave enough fucking energy to, fucking <laughs> to World War Three. Did you um, see Ricky Gervais's monologue at the Golden Globes? I've, it was, I've it read, was a thing of fucking beauty. I've read bits and pieces there. Um, I love the the notion that he made the Epstein joke and then people were gasped and he was pure eye just because he's all your mates. Aye. And you're like... I'm sorry. I apologise for <laughs> making a joke about Epstein because he was a lot of their friends. Aye. And, then, <laughs> and then said, I wonder how you got here with his plane or something. Like made a, a reference to the aye. fact that people travelled in this guy's... Um, it's, uh, he's, aye, he's definitely divided opinion on it. I like the fact that he's went out and rinsed them. Um, I love the whole... The, the bit I love the most was... Like, you're no connected to the real world in any meaningful way. Like, you haven't been for a long time. Like, nobody gives a fuck about your cause. Like, come up here, accept your award, thank your God, and fuck off. <laughs> you know, just like pure. I wanted to kiss him, so I did. Like, but at the same time, aye, he seems to have ruffled a few feathers. Uh-huh. Right? You know what I mean? But, wait, wait, wait. He's went there every time and roasted them. They hired them to roast them. They can't be like, and you come, mate. Uh-huh. Dish it out, Willie and Ellie. We know there's no line, and then after it, be like pure. You hurt my feelings, uh-huh. and you're like, "Aye, that's what you asked me to do." You know what I mean? I've seen like, a Channel Four piece. It was showing you a clip of the dude that, um, what's the like the pure satire thing that was on Channel Four in the nineties? What the Daily Show? No, um, Brass Eye. Oh, oh, aye, aye, aye. Um, whatever. What was the guy that Chris? It's definitely Chris something. I can't that, remember that, that either, but I know exactly what you mean. Um, he was on, he was saying kind of like... Chris Pine? Is it Chris Pine? Um, he was on... To the internet, Batman. Yep. No. So he was on... Chris Pine's the dude for Star Trek. I saw it as. <laughs> um, he was on Channel 4 basically saying like, is it really... Like, basically saying that he didn't enjoy it because it's basically, like, Hollywood asking Ricky Gervais, like, serve us up some... Are we giving you permission to do it? I suppose, aye, it's a bit bit of an in-depth way to look at it, to be fair, but I think anybody... Chris Morris. Chris Morris, there we go. And the guy's a comedian himself and, like, a writer. Oh, some of the stuff he's done there has been amazing. His recent movie got good reviews about the... It was, um, I think, the FBI were doing... Or have history of doing in America, where they take some mostly immigrants that have come into the country, who maybe have like a wee local church community or whatever, and then they embed somebody there and try to like work out if they're a terrorist by essentially tricking them into planning a terrorist act. And Chris Morris wrote his his, his most recent movie about that, and it was about the trial of this guy, and it was like kind of based on true events where they took. Right. Some fella who landed in America for Africa was part of a kind of out there sort of ethnic background church and they, you know, suspected terrorist activities, but what they actually did was entrap the guy. Right. And he basically planning a terrorist attack that the FBI had completely formulated and, and like sort of stalked. Um right. so he's still out there and he's still doing like really good stuff. You know, I mean Brass I remember being brilliant, like the cake episode and all the rest of it with the nukes uh-huh. and everything. But that Ridiculous. was probably one of the first like political satires I've ever watched mm. as a youngster, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I think his point, or what I took away from what he was saying, was is that this is like a sort of popular thing. Is like to the the sort of establishment basically like inviting on like uh, criticism, like ha ha ha. Look how cool we are. Uh huh. You know, and he was just a wee bit sort of like, mm, didn't he sit right with me? Didn't right. enjoy it, but I loved it. I mean, it was as as like. 
like fa- 10 minutes of comedy or whatever it was mm-hmm. it was fucking hilarious it Aye. was absolutely hilarious I mean it, I don't think anybody left without I mean Tim fucking Cook for Apple was there while he's making jokes about fucking child slavery <laughs> and uh, like I China heard, uh, like Chinese sweatshops Joe, Joe Pesci got baby yodded Aye. and you're like I don't think Joe Pesci will care will he I don't you know think I mean? no. no that's the thing is like they were, they were kind of loving it do you know what I mean but uh, aye, there was a there was a wee bit of outrage on uh, on social media. There was a couple about of people Baby Yoda? like no <laughs> <laughs> about um, Ricky Gervais making jokes about paedophiles about like Epstein. Well, that uh, no, uh, about Epstein, but about Weinstein as well. Like aye. Weinstein. Well, I tweeted on the account about him today because he rocked up to court with the the Zimmer frame. And you're like, it's hilarious. It it's, and like you're saying, it is literally like he sat and watched that fucking Netflix documentary about the evil next door or the. I, how do I make myself more empathetic to a jury when I've been widely accused of sexual assault? Do you know what? I'll take my tips for a fucking convicted Nazi on how to appear in court. You're like, somebody somewhere should have been like, dude, no. Well, you know, the, 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 the pure, you know, gesture, the pure cutter. John Hill. John Hill. Pure. I I mean, I actually think that it's it's making it worse. Uh, I don't think it's advisable, and when you can go through like the sort of the jury that is sort of public opinion, like you maybe in years gone by something like this maybe just slipped under the radar. I mean, apart from the fact that it would never have happened in, in the past, but somebody getting convicted, it wasn't like a sort of trial by public, whereas now the attention's so on everything. I think that was the problem, is that so many get settled by non-disclosure agreements and bribes and payoffs and all the rest of it, you know what I mean? And it's better off out in the open. So it is. I'm quite looking forward to the the movie on it. The It's um, Margot Robbie, Shalice Theron and I think Nicole Kidman or something. And they play the, the three sort of female anchors at Fox that were either harassed or promoted as a result of harassment and all that kind of stuff so that was quite interesting so it's got another take on it I've not even seen probably get a a kind of like female perspective on it I would hope anyway you know mm-hmm. what I mean? but do you think about like do you think it's fair game like I, my personal opinion is that it is fair game like it should be in the way that Ricky Gervais has done it where he's basically like using the joke to highlight the hypocrisy that's in the room, but no one, no even that, but in the sort of wider mainstream. Aye, absolutely. I mean, like, I think when we were talking earlier on about people who choose to live in reality, like when we look back on 2019, probably the biggest proponent in no day and that was Prince Andrew. And, you know, I think somebody like him, as well as being prosecuted to the full extent of law, should be open to, like, just public ire. You know what I mean? Like, somebody in his position who has allowed himself to be in that and then tries to back out by kidding on he's an honourable guy was just insane. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that I, was the low point. I think if you're going to go and behave in a manner that is socially unacceptable, you should expect to be on the end of society's Absolutely. I get the, I, I, I sort of, they have a, a portion of me that gets the, if the, the victims, that their victims or other victims of these types of like attacks or whatever or like what they wouldn't want it to be like used but I think that it's actually being used in a way that it's like backing them up it's no he's not just making a joke like ha 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 Harvey Weinstein raped a woman ha 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 or whatever it is he's using it to sort of point out to the rest of the planet that these people who are sitting laughing at this all knew it was happening absolutely like absolutely and that we should take stock of the message behind the joke rather than just being offended at the actual fucking absolutely. joke absolutely absolutely I don't as I say we've covered notions of offence and how it's your thing it's not an actual real thing it's something that you apply to the world it's not mm-hmm. something that's actually naturally out there you invent it in your own head you know what I mean mm-hmm. and there's definitely some of that that's went on but that's where good comics live you know what I mean like you know in controversial territory all the time and some of the best, you know what I mean? Like guys like George Carlin, who we've talked about before on the show, never pulled punches, Bill Hicks, like latterly as much as he's received criticism because again he's he's taking part in the society that does comment on everything, does people do feel they have the voice, guys like Dave Chappelle, like they're no maybe they are fear to step on it, but it doesn't stop them. You know what I mean? Like 
And I think that's where it should be. Like, if we're going to talk about stuff, nothing should be off limits. And if nothing's Aye. off limits, then you should technically be able to make a joke about everything, whether it's tasteful to do that mm. is another thing. You know I mean, so I was saying like earlier that I've like really enjoyed like the first week, but I think I, I, I mean you noticed the book you were saying like who's David Goggins? Like, I've been reading the, that book. He's basically I just any books for Christmas like a fucking gutting. man. I've been one of my goals for twenty twenty is to read a book a month. Okay, so I'm gonna try and read twelve That's books, cool. which would be like mammoth. I mean, the most I think I've ever done is like three in right. a year. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I've never been a big reader, but... I go through phases where I rattle books and then I don't go near them for months at a time. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Look. If I've got purpose with reading, I read no bother. So, mm-hmm. like, if it's text-book-based, if I'm, like, Aye. studying for something, I can read no bother. So, um, but this guy's, like, his story's incredible, but, I mean, it, the book, you just buy it and read it. I'll get a line after it's done. Aye. It's amazing. But cool. basically, like, He's just get a fucking rock solid mind. He's he was like a Navy SEAL. Okay. And then to become a Navy SEAL we had to lose hunters away and he's just went on his like an ultra marathon guy, but All right, cool. So like I think twenty nineteen as a year I got into the second half of the year. One of my big goals for the year was finish my diploma, mm-hmm. which I did. But then see since then, like which finished up in the summer, I I felt like I'd just sort of like end this like had just wandered through the second half of the year. It was almost like this was such a big deal that I gave myself the second half of the year off. And okay. even though, like, I got my blue belt, which was another one of my goals for last year. Uh, it was only recent as well, wasn't it? Or relatively recent. In November. Um, I didn't really put that much effort. I almost felt like it was a wee bit false right. when I got it, even though I know I'd earned it. I hadn't really pushed myself to earn it. I right. could have probably got it in, like, July. Mm-hmm. But... I just was like, first half of the year is just about getting my diploma, did that, and then just sort of like floated through. And even though I did achieve something that I wanted to achieve, it sort of felt hollow. Okay. And I'm just like, so like this year, I'm just about, I'm going to just fucking absolutely just knuckle down with absolutely everything that I want to do. So I've just set myself like every day I'm going to do this, this, and this, and just hope that it, takes all right again because i had had like 18 months of like studying and it was like i need to do that every day i need to read a wee bit every day mm-hmm. and that right that's good and then obviously i go to the gym but the second half of last year i was just turning up yep i, I was still doing it like i was still going to the gym four or five times a week i was Aye. still going and doing kickboxing i was still going and doing jujitsu but i was just turning up mm-hmm. and sort of gone thinking i don't really want to do this right i'm forcing myself to do it Aye. and that just or exists in my fucking mind because I do want to do it. Mm-hmm. I come out the other side after the class is pure. This is why I do it. I feel Aye. great. Of course. But I'm wanting to get just enthusiasm for whatever I do mm-hmm. rather than being like, you need to do this because it's good for you. I should know that it's good for me and just want to do it. And Aye. if I start like doubting why you're doing this, why you're doing that, it's like, well, these are the goals that you've set yourself. Like, I don't want to just turn up and be, like, mediocre. Mm-hmm. I want to start getting back to a place where I'm, like, pushing myself. Yep. And I think what I did badly was just give myself the second half of the year off and I came out December and was just like, I need to start I seen you tweeting again, about man. the highlight of your being a kettle and I was like, cheers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was maybe a joke then. I, I know, like, I know. I absolutely. Like, I, that was just me thinking that that would, that would be funny. Um, but I'm going to piss on that kettle the next time I'm running <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I just felt like that, that that was the case like I just was just turning up and I was doing stuff and even though it was like oh that's good you're doing it mm-hmm. it's like well I'm no really I feel like I've got a lot more in the tank yeah and I wanted to like start using it um, and I've just I so like the first seven days it's been but I'm just going to do like a day at a time it's okay. just like every day and I'm not going to I feel so good when I do stuff like so like basically like playing my guitar reading a bit even if it's just for like an hour a day aye or and then walking going for like walks mm-hmm. every day there's like days last year tail end of last year where I was just like nah, I can't be fucked in this but mm-hmm. then I was like no you need to go and date you need to go and date and I was right. going and doing it I'm not enjoying it but I know that I do love what I'm doing. Aye. I'm just no really, hadn't been really enjoying it. So I'm just focusing on this is what I'm going to do. So 
just working on like my mindset and just getting back to basically like toughening my mind. Okay. That so it's it's just about I can't I don't want to be negative. I don't Aye, know, about uh, something that has definitely got to be like controlled. I think in terms of last year, like the goals I'd kind of broadly set for myself, knowing that redundancy was coming pretty early on in the year, was to get a hold of my drinking, to get a hold of my mental health, maybe to get off my medication, to handle the redundancy as a grown up, and to get myself back out of work and back into work with a plan and. Like, I, I achieved all the things over the course of the year, which was quite good, some to greater or lesser degrees, but they're all in a place where I'm happy with them. You know what I mean? I think this year, probably for me, the big one's going to be my weight. Because I think having taken the confidence for last year, actually getting a hold of my mental health a bit, feeling less anxious and being able to control myself more when I felt anxious. Like, it's kind of, it does feel like a bit of a platform. Like, the, my weight has been, you know, the elephant in the room, so to speak, for quite a while. And, uh, I, I kind of feel ready to kind of try and address it. I think um, step one is going to be probably next Wednesday where I'm going to be attending the time to tackle. And we said we would go when Aaron was in. Um, it's not happened, as I say, job transition and whatever else. But uh, I think that's an environment where I could probably get the ball rolling. Um, so play a bit of football, get a bit of chat, get to know some new folk. I think one of the things I felt at the end of last year, and I think it's something that I want to take into the new year is that we talked to a lot of really cool people last year and about really great causes and stuff like that. But like, I don't know that I felt like I did enough for them. Like uh, there was times where we did attend events and mm-hmm. I'd probably like to take it out there a bit more and actually be a wee bit more activist with some of our, you know, if there's a, a guest that comes in and I really feel like a connection with their cause, like some of them did like the, you know, the lasses for the Ask the 700, you know, we were out obviously in Buchanan Street because we just connected with the fact that they were absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And like when I was looking back on the year, that was one of the real big highlights for me. So I think that's something that like going to the TUC and uh, the STUC and, and talking about us and stuff like that, they were all great things. So I think getting out there and actually engaging, not just like mm-hmm. talking to the people that we're getting in and not just kind of like sending the odd tweet or whatever it is, like actually get my suit and support them and maybe try and be a wee bit more active in that respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aye, man. I but it's agree. all about that. The positivity, the, the mindfulness of that positivity is something that you need to stay on top of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Aye, absolutely. So I'm just, that's like my, I've set myself goals and I'm just going to fucking stick to them. And Aye. I think that's a good, like, I, I would like to get out and, uh, if we have people in and they've got events on, go to the events. Like, Aye. I missed, um, locate king tuts which was supposed to have been amazing Aye. i could have easily have went to that I and i just was like just can't be fucked like, i was working that's right up the to christmas thing. eve and was just like that's the type thing i'm talking about where i just need to be like no you, you fucking want to go because i did want to go Definitely. do you know what i mean but i i've set gonna just kick on with like martial arts as well like just gonna keep push myself like i push myself to get into it how many more belts until you're a ninja I'll never be a ninja, unfortunately. But Man. I mean, I'd like to think I'm. I've been doing it for two years. I would like to be stuck in a situation where I thought to myself, "Do you know what? It's time to call the ninja." But <laughs> it's never going to happen. Well, it's been two years that I've been doing um, Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and I got my blue belt this year. That's a huge, huge like milestone. I get that, and the. But- but there's no throwing stars as within well. no, no nunchucks. there's weapons training I do weapons training nunchucks aye alright that's in Philippine Akari which I do do that so you're taking the fun out of this ninja mate I know <laughs> but I really want to like just dedicate myself to everything rather than just sort of dip my toe into like mm. bits and pieces I think that's something we're all probably guilty at times aren't it mm-hmm. I think this time of year is probably the time we feel worst about it as well because with the new year everybody needs to feel like they're maybe making some sort of change and it's that's mm-hmm. why setting goals over the course of the entire year is the important thing because mm-hmm. it's great if you're going to take the new year to think about where you're going and stuff like that but like cut yourself some slack and don't think you can do it all at once no absolutely you know I mean? like, but this is the thing like i know i can do it totally. because i've done it before and it was like i was on that like enjoying it and putting pretty much everything i had into whatever i was doing at any one time mm-hmm. and then when i gave myself that break it was when I dropped off, I was like, fuck, like, what, 
I, I used to be like really enjoying what I was doing and Aye. now because I was taking too many days where I was like just going to just sit about and do nothing a day mm. and I was taking too many of them where I started like looking forward to them yep. rather than just being like enjoying what you're doing you need to actually love what you're fucking doing do you know what I mean like, sometimes when you've got kids in the mix as <laughs> loving what you're doing. Aye, you know absolutely. What I, mean? I mean, there's there's definitely time for that, like Aye. an appropriate amount of time. But I just felt like I was doing it too much. It totally. was like instead of going to class on a Wednesday night, I was just I'm just going to sit about and just put the football on or whatever. Mm. Whereas the year before, I was like, because it was the first year where I was making all the changes, mm-hmm. I was going no like fucking watching watching a game of football it's like fucking man united arsenal on a wednesday night like no you've got a class whereas last year i felt like the same sports of the channels man is they get so like they lull you I you know. end up you know on a tuesday night watching the manchester derby and being like pure cool but then the tuesday night after it you're watching stoke that's versus what, west Brom. We probably just about today's watch the manchester was oh, that the night i've <laughs> clearly like subliminally picked it up for somewhere uh, else good point to just we'll just end it there cool i mean i'm happy with the setting out my intention for 2020 i wanted to do it on the podcast as well so that it's actually recorded somewhere and i mm-hmm. feel an element of pressure to be like no i need to keep at this do you know what i mean i think this is something that i've discovered about myself is i need incentive right if i don't have incentive it's like just sit about the fuck all sounds like you need the stick well on the carrot to be honest with you aye well that's i'm getting myself the fucking stick big time this year but anyway man i've enjoyed this i me too and I hopefully we'll just keep, as I said, the fucking the same subjects will keep coming up the more that we do this as, mm-hmm. as they keep rolling on. And I think as well, you know, if you've want to get in touch, anybody will hear you out. Like Aye, you know, any new year, we definitely then. want to hear for you. If there's folk that you think we should be talking to, or you know, you want to come in and talk to us about something yourselves, like hit us up. Cheers. See you later. Lightning falls when there is panic in the sky Thunder calls when all but fear is lived to die You tell it like it's fantasy Something that you're never going to be story every day there's just one thing that I have to say that if we believe if we trusted you then I don't know why you say the things you do you'd see a whole new way to be Answers, not those lies to me. Empty halls now filled with echoes of their past. Honor stars, they lived each day like it's their last. You tell it like it's fantasy. Something that you're never going to be Same old story every day There's just one thing that I have to say That if we believe, if we trusted you Then I don't know why you say the things you do You'd see a whole new way to be Giving honest answers and not those lies to me I can tell that you're on a mission just to break the walls down time
time and time again If it wasn't true, would it be okay to Break the walls down time and time again If we believe, if we trusted you Then I don't know why you say the things you do You'd see a whole new way to be Giving honest answers and not those lies to me Believe, if we trusted you then I don't know why you say the things you do You'd see a whole new way to be Giving honest answers and not those lies to me